Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is Brian Mosey. Brian, it seems like today is finally the day we get some news. We get some idea of what high school sports might look like coming up, and it's um, it's kind of an exciting time. It seems like stuff's going to be coming up here pretty fast. Yeah, no, I'm hoping I'm hoping to get back on the sports reporter hat and being able to um, enjoy some of the, the winter sports before they go away. Um, but plenty of, uh, plenty of stuff to get into and, uh, yeah, plenty of winter sports to come. So. And yeah, with, um, governor Walz's announcement that's going on basically as we're recording this, um, on Wednesday afternoon and the last day that I'll be working for like a week and a half. So that's pretty exciting <laughs> as well too, before I go on vacation here for the holidays but we're getting this recording in because there's a lot of news um, announcements of seasons and other things that have come in just the last day or so um, as we get close to the new year which for many things seems to kind of be the date that was set a while ago it's kind of in 2021 we'll figure out January we'll figure it out but with um, the vaccine starting to be rolled out in some ways I think positivity um, is higher than it has been in the past Um, and rates have been going down at least a little because of this lockdown so um, I think I think people are just really ready to go with sports and get back to it. Yeah, no, I, I can't, I can't tell you enough how excited I am to get back to sports. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are frustrated about, you know, whether or not this was the right thing to do and such. And, you know, that's up to everybody's opinion on how they take it. But um, all I know is that, you know, from the sounds of it, January 4th is the, is the time that we're going to be getting back together and, um, I can't be excited enough to, to be able to start getting out and, and covering some stuff and, you know, possibly having some section tournaments, maybe even state, um, depending on the situations. And uh, it'll be nice to be nice to have all of that happen and then get into the spring and have more of a open outside type of sporting events that we all love and, and adore right now, especially with COVID locking us up quite a bit in the wintertime. Yeah, but like you said, it sounds like January 4th is going to be the day that Walls announces um, today that teams can begin practicing, um, kind of stretching it past the holidays to kind of try to um, negate some of those effects. That'd be a pretty tough time to start trying to start up all these sports um, with potential travel, and you can't really monitor everything as well during that stretch. But so we're going to be getting practices on January 4th. Um, We don't, there's going to be, you know, no details yet about games or when teams are going to start up with competition actually. But um, I feel like it's safe to kind of assume that we would get something like around two weeks, which is what's kind of similar most years um, for how many practices or kind of a return to play protocol. Um, what do you kind of see working out in that set, in that sense? Yeah. I mean, from what people have been saying is that walls isn't giving a specific date on when sports competitions will begin. Um, but if you go with the model that Minnesota state high school league has established um, typically with their rules, you have to do two weeks of practice um, before you can start any type of competition. So right there, I mean, if you're starting up January 4th with practices, the earliest that you can potentially start working and, and, and doing competitions would probably be the week of Martin Luther King week on the 18th. So um so basically, if you follow that guideline, games would start probably because I, I know a lot of schools have that Monday off for Martin Luther King Day. So it probably start on the 19th that tw- or the, the, on, on that Tuesday. And kind of it sounds like as of right now, 
sounds like the schedule schedules would remain the same. Now, who knows? Um, I know a lot of these athletic directors or activities directors um, worked their butts off before the winter season began to get these schedules set up. And I'm guessing they would, they're not going to be super thrilled if they have to go through again and try to reschedule all these different games and such. So it might be just, you know, you start whenever, whenever they're allowed to start playing games, you start where that schedule starts and you just move on, you know, and um, you might not be able to play as many section game or uh, opponents compared to your conference opponents or your non-conference opponents. But in the end, you're still playing, you know, 10 to 13 weeks of, of, of sports and such. But as of right now, it sounds like if you go with the Minnesota State High School League's plan where they, you would start practicing on January 4th, um, looks like dance would probably get about 10 weeks. Um, and then some of the other smaller sports like gymnastics, swimming, wrestling would probably get somewhere between 11 to 12 weeks. And then your um, like the sports that usually last a little bit longer, like boys basketball and girls basketball will probably get 13 weeks of competition. And um, same as it, it seems like the same type of rules as the fall season where you get to play twice a week um, and, you know, you can reschedule some of those games towards the end of the year um, if needed. But uh, yeah, it looks like you'll, you're, you're probably going to get anywhere from, you know, for basketball, probably 26 games ish. And uh, for some of the smaller sports like gymnastics and wrestling and stuff, you'll probably have, I don't know, anywhere between uh, 15 to 20 meets or so um, would be my guess. Now, all of these are, you know, estimations. They're not concrete facts. Um, so we're just going to kind of wait and see what the Minnesota State High School League says. Yeah, that's going to be the next step is once we do get this news and we get something definite like that, a start date, then figuring out how you implement it. Because obviously then the question every coach wants to know is when's our first game? When can we actually play? What's it going to look like? And how do we prepare for the rest of the season? So, um, yeah, while it's some news today, um, it's, it's, you know, there's still so many variables and answers, um, questions to be asked about it. So that's definitely going to be something to just kind of keep tuned with because as the weeks go on, we're probably going to get more details, especially as we get to that first week of the new year when teams are going to be practicing. And by then I would assume um, most of those details would be put in place or teams would have to know as they're practicing what, what that game schedule is going to look like. Definitely. No. And I think, I think that's the one thing that we're kind of looking into is, you know, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to see how many weeks you can actually compete. And then how does that affect the section and state tournaments? Because, you know, do you want less regular season games and still have section tournaments or would you rather have more regular season games and less section tournaments? Um, that's going to be all kind of up in the air as well as what the situation is like in March. I mean, I know the Minnesota state high school league has a board meeting um, board of directors meeting in February, and that'll probably be a better time to assess where the, where COVID is at um, regarding whether they not, whether or not they want to have state tournaments. Um, and if they do, I mean, it's going to be a very busy March for us. Um, we're going to have, I think, probably the week of like March 8th uh, and especially March 15th and the 21st or yeah, 21st. Those are going to be really busy months for or weeks for us. Um, but it'll be really fun if, if that's the case. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of one of those things. I know you're going to be later today. Um, this afternoon talking to some coaches from the area about the news once we actually get something 
um, definite. This has just kind of been the word and what seems like is going to be the case of that January 4th start of, of other news outlets reporting it too and stuff. So um, it'll be fun to see just kind of all the concrete details, what those reactions are. Um, make sure to check out sctimes.com to, to see what that looks like and how teams are going to prepare and another unusual start to the season to say the least. Absolutely. And yeah, so I think that'll about wrap up um, our little high school segment to start here. So we're going to take a quick break and we get back. We'll talk about um, SCSU men's hockey, women's hockey, and also what um, some of the schedules are going to look like for the new year. We keep getting a little bit more details of what D2 and D3 sports are going to look like um, up in the coming year. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about that soon. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report. Um, while we were in the break, we found out a little more information um, about uh, the state, you know, for high school sports, the decision and Walls' decision um, on that as well. And it sounds like, Brian, that um, the numbers are going to kind of change too with county numbers and distance learning models aren't going to affect if teams are able to play or not, which I think is a huge thing. That was kind of just, that was the entire story of the fall. So if that's true, that's, that's a really big change for this winter season. Yeah. I mean, I know for us, we were kind of trying to figure out because there were certain schools that were allowing kids to play, even though they were in distance learning models. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know how this is working. I don't know how like you can do this because apparently it's not, it's against the rules to do that. So um, this just, what it says is that, um, practices can resume January 4th. Additional guidance regarding the resumption of practices will be forthcoming. Additionally, organized sports activity is no longer directly tied to county case data or school learning models. So in my eyes, I'm thinking that's basically talking about having the opportunity to still play, even though your school is in distance learning, uh, which is important because there's, I mean, if you looked at it at, like towards the end before the pause happened, literally no school should have been been, been able to play no. <laughs> in sports, but I think they got it, got around it with talking to the department of education, department of health, you know, stating their cases there. But um, yeah, just kind of, I think it'll be nicer just because um, then it's more of a personal like team decision as well as, you know, a district decision or like a school decision rather than a district decision. Yeah, I agree. And I think it'll just make it more clear that probably the only reason games are going to get canceled is if there's actual players in direct contact um, with COVID-19 or someone on the actual team has it and they'll take that quarantine period and, you know, be safe like teams did throughout the fall, but it won't be, you know, teams being worried their season's going to shut down at this point or when are they going to come back or the learning models can change day to day as we saw so many times, but like you said, some teams just kind of kept playing. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that's the case that we can at least, I mean, it just seems a little more concrete because before it was just kind of, it didn't seem like it was being enforced at all. So it didn't really matter. Yeah, no. And I think, 
I think for us, I think the, the big thing for us is just going to be, you know, how do you keep these kids safe, especially in close environments like basketball, hockey, wrestling. I mean, wrestling, they're literally wrestling each other for six, seven minutes on the mat. Um, just all of that type of stuff. I think it's just more of trying to figure out the best practices to make sure that, you know, everyone's staying safe. Everyone's doing their part in making sure that, you know, sports can continue, but also making, making well known that it's going to be a process to, especially to get through all of this. So. Like you said, yeah, it definitely will, but you know, it seems like steps are being put in the right direction. Hopefully as we, as we get to January. I don't mind covering sports, so no, you'll say it. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. So it's a it's it's a nice New Year's gift for me if that's the case. So I would agree, and it 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 also kind of extends where we can kind of have a an easier kind of day crescendo to the end of the year. Usually, it's kind of a really busy time over the holidays, even for sports. Um, you can have a little bit of a break before it hits really hard. That's yeah, we can just kick back. You know, enjoy the Christmas season, maybe watch some Christmas movies, you know, just kind of hang out. I, I mean, we can do our jobs too. too. That too. So I guess we probably can do our Yeah, yeah. probably do the jobs too. I agree. <laughs> and part of my job, especially right now, is Huskies hockey is the biggest thing. And Yeah, um, big game. Big game tonight where they're going to be playing North Dakota again um, at 735. And yeah, Saturday night was a really big win for St. Cloud State. They knocked off number one North Dakota five to three um, after they scored in the first minute. Um, Sam Pench just scored and then North Dakota scored right back 40 seconds later, which is literally my nightmare when watching a game. You kind of like to ease into it, space the goals out so I can kind of focus on, write stuff down, tweet it out more. It's kind of a nightmare when it all happens in the first two minutes, but um, that just kind of set the pace for the game. Uh, St. Cloud State, they had five different goal scorers in the game. They also got two power play goals, which entering the game, they were 0 of 9 on the year, I believe, at the time. Um, so they finally were able to kind of get that monkey off their back. The penalty kill was great against a, a really talented North Dakota team, and they were able to to get a much-needed win. It pushed them to 4-1. and one. Um the, the following night, they had to play a back-to-back, which has been tough for a lot of teams in the NCHC pod, which is just still they haven't had any cancellations. There haven't been any positive tests that I've seen or seen reported. So that seems to, I know, fingers crossed as well, but it continues to, to go well. And we have only a little over a week left about of it. So um, it's starting to get down there a bit. It's been wildly successful. St. Cloud, they've already got six games in. Um, but like I was saying against Omaha the next night, they lost two to nothing. They just couldn't get anything past their goaltender, who I believe had 40 plus saves as a freshman too. So um, that was just huge for them. Uh, for Omaha, not for St. Cloud State, kind of took a step back. And that was the same previous week. You know, they they started 3-0 and then um, had that loss to Western Michigan. Also, that was a 2-1, to almost a, a 2 nothing game too. So um, they're still kind of learning how to bounce back from from those highs and not allow it to be a low the next game, which will be big as the season goes on. Um, and North Dakota, after losing a couple games um, and also losing to St. Cloud State, you know they're going to bring it tonight. So um, I'm excited to see how that goes tonight. And then that's going to be my last game covering them for the rest of the pod. And then you're going to get to cover them Friday night when they play Colorado College. So um, that'll be fun, too, for you to, to get to see and watch them for, for the first time this year. Yeah, those North Dakota players are pissed. They are going to want to just come after those Huskies. Like, no, mm-hmm. no. I know. So 
it's always chippy anyway yeah um, it doesn't it doesn't quite i think it's not quite the same when there's not a crowd egging you on and building up that energy but i still from the last game there was still enough times enough words said that i think i think it'll be even more this time and it should be a pretty fun atmosphere were those were those words like hey best friend how's it going usually that's how it starts yeah like you're you're the best player in the world that type of stuff got it mm-hmm. got it that's good usually that's what it looks like they're mouthing from what i can tell you <laughs> but yeah i don't you know like like we said, they're up to ninth in the country now, too. There's a lot of yeah. teams in the top 10. Um, Got so some good news on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, you know, you you dropped that game against Western Michigan, too. You think even with um, the North Dakota win and then losing to Omaha, they might fall a couple spots. But, um, no, they were able to to kind of maintain their place in the poll. So that was, that was good to see for them to get up that high, that top 10 ranking. I think that's the first time since the first week or so of last year coming off of um, you know, they're, they're about 30 win season plus, um, the previous year when they're number one in the country a lot, they, they kind of held on to that ranking before falling out of the rankings. So, um, the previous week to get back in the rankings, maintain that and move up is, is really big for them. And, you know, North Dakota's at four, Duluth three, Denver, um, sitting at eight. So yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't get much easier as the, as the season goes on, but good to see them put up some big performances against good teams. Yeah, and like like Zach said, I mean tonight you got UND, um, and then on Friday it's Colorado College, and then to wrap up the the bubble or the pod area um, will be Denver on Sunday, and so um, definitely some big matchups with Denver and uh, and North Dakota, and what should be a little bit of an easier matchup on Friday against Colorado, um, but we've also learned what it you know what the Huskies sometimes do when it comes to a big game and then maybe a little bit lesser of a, an opponent. Um, so be interesting to see how they bounce back after, after tonight's game, um, whether they win or lose and then kind of see how Friday goes. But um, yeah, I'll be, um, you can definitely check out sctimes.com to, to, to look at Zach's story tonight. Um, that'll be up later tonight after the game. Um, and then you can also check it out in the morning. Um, we'll probably be socializing it in the morning as well. Um, and then you can follow, you can either get the, get the video, uh, stream or whatever for, for the conference and for the bubble, but otherwise you can do the cheap version and, and follow Zach on, on Twitter and follow him at SC times Zach and uh, be able to follow some updates there. I know I do, and he does a great job of making sure people know what's going on. Um, a lot more information that I knew tell you that much. So got a lot to learn before, uh, before Friday hits. So, and then, yeah, I'll be, I'll be heading over there or I'll be heading, heading over to watching, watching the game on, on Friday night. And I'll be providing some updates and some, and some stories from that as well. And then Denver on Sunday, we'll probably have something out uh, Tuesday just because we don't really work Sunday or Monday. So, um, so it'll be, be kind of interesting to, to have that. And then, then we have what a couple weeks off and then new year's day will be UMD to start off the, uh, the non bubble season. Yep, exactly. I know. And even Friday, it, it while on paper, it still seems like, oh, that'd be an easier matchup. Colorado College is still 2-2-1, two, two, and one, and since they came into the bubble late, they've been just getting better game after game, too. Um, so really, it's, I mean, they've won their last two games 4-1. to one. They beat Minnesota Duluth 4-1, to one, who's a top team, beat Miami. So yeah, it just, it doesn't, there's no off nights. I know the coaches always say that, and it seems like a cliche, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, toughest league, whatever. No, it, it really is the toughest league in the country and it just continues to prove it. So it's cool to 
when game after game, day after day, these teams are having to play. Um, Definitely. going to be weird once you get back to the regular season. It's only Friday, Saturday, or, you know, um, I think there's a couple of <laughs> three-day weekends. But still, it'll be weird. To, it'll seem so odd not having something going on every single day. But yeah, your thumbs a little bit fun. during the week. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to, to finish out, see how the Huskies finish out the this next week and then, you know, be able to enjoy some time off and then, you know, get right back at the ice against a really good UMD team to, to start off the non-bubble season. So, um, and then it seems like they play Western Michigan about 15 times and then they play Miami 15 yeah, times, Miami, like 800 times. times. <laughs> I think they play until like August or September of next year. So I'm pretty sure just to get the games in could be, but yeah, so we have, we have them playing a lot. We also have, Men's and women's basketball and wrestling are all starting up the first week of January, too. Um, it sounds like all those teams have been practicing um, been continually practicing, kind of. I know in the weeks leading up to um, games, I believe they're getting COVID tested three times a week for Division Two. That's kind of, you know, making sure they're monitoring that. You know, they're only playing on the weekends. They're playing the same team back to backs to to make sure they're not, you know, they can trace everything. So um, that all seems to be set up and going pretty well so far kind of be previewing those teams as, as the new year kind of starts as they have those first games, January 2nd and 3rd, I believe. But yeah, I mean, that's coming up fast. Um, women's hockey today too. They just got their second half schedule released for the Huskies. Um, they've started the year two and four. They got an overtime winner um, from WCHA freshman of the week, Emma Gentry last week to beat Bemidji state. Um, so they've had a pretty decent start to the year. They're going to, it's going to get a lot tougher in the second half. They have number one, Minnesota, number two, Wisconsin, or number one, Wisconsin, number two, Minnesota, number three, Ohio State. They'll be playing all of those teams that they haven't got to see yet, along with Bemidji State, MSU, um, and Duluth as well. So, But they're going to be playing 14 games over eight weeks, um, and it's going to get a lot more busy. They've only had six games so far through November and December, but um, it'll be fun for them to they finally have that certainty of what their schedule is going to look like the second half too. So yeah, there's been, there's been a lot of news coming out this week. I was kind of open to just kind of ease into that vacation and it's been a little bit more busy, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the, the, the vacation looks really nice. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's getting further and further away. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like, but <laughs> we got that. And then the only other main news um, that people should be aware of is the Mayak. You know, we, we were kind of, at least I was excited. I even know some of the people at St. John's were excited. They were expecting a release of potential schedules for the new year, when they're going to be playing, when they can start practicing. They got a release. They got yeah, a release. it was a, a two-sentence tw- tweet, basically, that said, we met yesterday, the President's Council for the MIAC, they met yesterday. We're going to continue to monitor it, and in January, we'll reconvene to decide about sports. And I'm like, well, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I saw other people on Twitter saying they're expecting some kind of concrete news, um, you know, an image of what the season's going to look like. And none of that was true because we're not getting that until at least January. And by that point, I don't even know if teams will – they might be starting by February. I know that's what the the WIAC, kind of the sister conference to the MIAC in Wisconsin, that's what they're doing. Um, or at least trying to do to make sure they have COVID testing. But at D3, it's just so much harder um, with how the schools are. You can't afford to be testing, you know, three times a week in preparation just for practices or games. Um, It's just not feasible. So um, I don't know what the season's going to look like. I really have no idea at this point. I know 
it sounds like a couple more schools might even opt out other than I think Carleton and St. Olaf are the only two in the MIAC. They have 13 members, I believe. Those two are the only ones that have opt out. A couple more could opt out by the time the season starts, but I have a strong feeling St. John's and St. Ben's aren't going to be um, teams that opt out just because how seriously they take their sports and also, but making sure they're healthy, but at the same time, they really want to play this season. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to do what they can to play if it's safe and other schools in the conference are playing. So um, it, it's kind of disappointing because, you know, there's a lot of good programs with these in these winter sports still that, or have just been in limbo. I know, especially for these D3 schools, they haven't been practicing either, at least at St. John's. They told me yesterday that since Walls shut down fitness centers, they haven't had any practices. They haven't had anyone be able to come. Um, and now you're into winter and you can't practice outside. And it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. They're, they're facing the same struggles that these high school athletes are facing. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the Division three level. So, um, but at least Division one, Division two level for St. Cloud State in hockey, basketball, wrestling, it sounds like all those are a go and have schedules set in place. So um, that's going to also get really, really busy once the new year starts. But it's going to be a welcome addition to the sports calendar. Yeah, I've been, I've been getting used to Zach being able to cover all these different sports during the week for high school. And I have a feeling that uh, that's is going gonna, is gonna to decrease a little bit once the uh, – college world starts up again so I think I might have taken advantage a little too much and uh, now I'm like oh crap what's gonna happen so as, as long as they keep playing on Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm happy with that because everyone <laughs> in, for the most part everyone in college only plays Fridays and Saturdays so yeah, yeah. as long as high schools keep doing that um, you'll be seeing my face out at a lot of the gyms and a lot of the places <laughs> otherwise probably not gonna be because it's gonna be crazy <laughs> but so hopefully hopefully in uh you know the, the february or you know in, on the friday saturday games maybe you know while you're covering hockey i might be heading out to a college game or something so it'd be fun to kind of swap both both of us into the different different roles and such and see what happens but it's not a bad thing when there's more sports it nope. makes our lives a lot easier um and uh yeah i think i think we're both kind of excited about it and um yeah i i i think it's it's going to be a very interesting couple of months just to see, you know, when they do get back, how things go, what, what the protocols are. Um, because, um, I mean, when you do a four week pause, I'm guessing there's some new protocols that are going to be enforced um, and probably a little bit more stricter than what it was before, um, especially being indoors. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like no fans at the games. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if, you know, masks are involved in, in certain sports. Um, I don't know about like basketball and stuff, but you know, I could maybe see it with, I don't know, gymnastics or, or certain sports like that where, you know, or even like dance where it's, you know, they're right next to each mm-hmm. other really close. I, I know, um, for you, you were seeing a couple things on Twitter um, regarding some of these basketball leagues that are happening in, in like Wisconsin and they're wearing masks while they're playing, which I think, I mean, I'd be dead by the time that. Yeah. And I know that that was kind of shocking to see. I know even for, I think even in the fall for some of the outside sports, they had people wearing masks the entire time during games. Um, And while here, it just seemed like volleyball, some teams did it. Some teams would do it for literally like a set and then not wear them other sets. Um, so it wasn't very strictly enforced, but like you said, I think that's another possibility that we could see something more involved with that for, um, for the winter season. So, yeah. So like we said, other than 
the start date. We don't, we don't know. We don't know really know anything more than any fans or players or coaches, anyone, but um, let us know if you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us, give us a shout if you know more. Yeah. The blind leading the blind. Sometimes it feels like these last couple <laughs> months, but, um, but before we wrap up one last thing too, to plug So we're not going to be podcasting next week for Christmas week. Cause um, I'll be off and Brian's also going to be off a couple of days that week, but we should be back that following week, which should be the day before new year's at this point. So the last week of December, we'll be back on schedule Wednesdays. Um, and I think that week we'll probably talk a bit about um, we're just finishing up right now. Our, our top 10 sports stories of the year um, for the new year, kind of fun to do, you know, sports photos of the year. I'm sure we're going to have a gallery of all our favorite sports photos and also top 10 stories to, to kind of relive the year. It was a lot different. We had to pick from only about four or five, six months than 12 months like usual, but um, there were still a lot of good, good teams, names and in moments in there um, that fans and, and people should look out for as the, as the year comes to an end to look out for that. Cause it was fun to put that together the other day. Yeah, no, I'm, I know for us, we're, we're both kind of along with this top 10 piece that we're going to do. Um, we're also both kind of working on some columns, looking ahead to 2021 and trying to figure out what's in store for 2021. And I think, I mean, there's a lot of questions heading into 2021 with COVID and how it's going to work and everything. But if COVID, if COVID stays away, hopefully as, as soon as possible and these vaccines start coming in, I think we have a lot of fun, fun, talented teams both college and, and high school, that is going to be a lot of fun to watch both in the spring, um, in the fall, and then in the, you know, 2021-22 winter season. And, and uh, yeah, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of stuff going to be happening. So um, I know both Zach and I are both excited about just kind of looking ahead because we know 2020 sucked and we hope that this year never has to happen again for anyone because it's, as emotional as it's been for all these coaches and athletes, it's just been emotional for us because we hate seeing these kids lose seasons. We hate seeing, you know, all these different people in the Stearns County and all across America, you know, die from this horrible disease um, from this horrible virus. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's hopefully 2021 when you flip the calendar, hopefully things are looking in the better direction and we get some vaccines in and, and things become normal again. And, we can have two a days in the summer and we can have, you know, every we can have not condensed regular seasons and we can have state tournaments. What's that like, you know, Oh my God, that's so cool. So hopefully all of that kind of comes in store, but you can always check out our stuff. We'll keep you updated no matter what. Um, if, even if we know little to nothing about the news, we'll, we'll definitely make sure that you let, we let you know what the latest is. So um, make sure to stay tuned to sctimes.com. For all your stuff, you can follow us on Twitter um, at SC Times, or you can follow us individually um, at Brian Mosey and at, at SC Times Zach. Um, we also have an Instagram account. We have Facebook. Um, definitely try and follow everything because we'll, we'll be keeping you updated as much as we can um, as these weeks kind of get closer and we hopefully have sports starting up in the new year. Absolutely, yeah. So like we said, you know, we're, we're hopeful that, you know, second half of this year, later, um, I hope things can improve, but for this winter season, it's going to kind of be, I feel like a lot like the fall still, just because, um, like you said before, we're going to be inside. It's going to be different at different protocols could be more intense. We still have to see, but, um, we're just hoping that it can get a start. There can be a finish. There can be some feeling of conclusion to the season. Um, which I think 
all things considered worked out pretty well for every sport in the fall, no matter how shaky it looked at many different times. Um, so I think it's proven that it can happen and we're hoping it can happen again this winter. So like we said, um, continue to look for updates, follow along with high schools and colleges, all the things in the area with the sports as updates come. Um, but for otherwise for that, I think that's going to be it for us today. So like we said, we'll be off next week back right around the new year. So thanks again for listening today and we'll see you again next time.